all bad things. Tragedy. Tragedies, disasters. That's bad things. Trigger warning for everything possible. What? Yellow! <laughs> no, that should be for next week. I'll cut Probably, it. Probably, yeah. yeah it I'll be. cut it. I'll cut off. But I'll be doing it next week. There you go. I'll cut off right before that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm Rachel. I'm David. And this is All Bad Things. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. <laughs> no one will have any idea what we were talking about. No. That's okay. No, they won't. Uh, follow us into Twitter, Facebook, at All Bad Things. Oh, TikTok and Twitch, at All Bad Things Pod. Email us, All Bad Things Pod at gmail.com. Join our Facebook discussion group and our Discord. Do all of those things. Yes. For us. <laughs> and for yourselves. Yeah, there you yes. go. Mm-hmm. Do it for yourself. Do it for you. Yeah. Because you're worth it. Was it... Uh, L'Oreal? L'Oreal, I believe it, it was. Because something like that. Because you're worth it. <laughs> the, the hair. Yes. <laughs> Happy Friday. Yes. Yes, indeed. What you drinking there? You got me a lovely white zombie from yes, Catawba Brewing. And because I am not reading the script, I am having one for myself. Oh, very good. <laughs> well, because it does, really? it's, it, it is, you know, because does it's it a white. Does it hit you a little bit? It, well, it's dry it dries out oh i gotcha so, i gotcha uh-huh yeah i can't have one of these while i'm reading so oh, okay <laughs> so i'm not reading so <laughs> that's right i'll have one of these that's right you will be reading next week though you are doing our well you're we're using listener research we are I, which i think is appropriate for mm-hmm. our 250th episode because our listeners have kind of got us carried us yes to, to this point <laughs> not yes, kind completely. of definitely have <laughs> Yes, that's episode 250. Yeah. 250. Wow. We definitely would not have Mm-mm. arrived at this, at that episode when it's done without without our audience. That's right. So I think our it's fitting. Listeners. I think it's fitting that we're doing a listener research. Yes. Me and too. maybe we'll do it on Twitch. I mean, if you can maybe. figure out the tech of it. <laughs> sure. Plus, this room is kind of a disaster, so I don't know what it would look like it would look like a probably what it is a disaster (laughs) it will not look like a disaster forever i'm redoing our home office slash studio and yeah it's It's in in the process it's a long process yes because i'm doing it bit by bit because it still has to function as the home office and studio in the meantime so yeah a lot of i'm very tired today because i spent most of the day doing i mean training at work yes yes you did (laughs) looks great though thanks working on it it's much improved Mm -hmm. all right should we get to it let's do it all right let's do it to it (laughs) (laughs) so i don't even know that there's like a a tease to this because it's not something i had ever heard of okay um prior to Starting to follow at map underscore nerd. So map nerd. Okay. But it's map sure. underscore nerd. Gotcha. Um, on TikTok. And uh, the very first thing, it showed up on my For You page, of course. It, do you know what a For You page is? I, 
I, yes, right. I, I know what all these things are. Okay, yeah. very good. I didn't know you were <laughs> so hip. I, I understand underscores. No, I know you know underscores, <laughs> but <laughs> I know you knew what a For You page was. And, uh, yes, I Okay. Um, and then I started following them. <laughs> well, it's not that far off to think that you wouldn't know. Uh, it's, it really isn't, but anyway. <laughs> um... And this was the topic that he was talking about. Uh, it was about a place and a vehicle. Okay. So, really... A place and a vehicle. Yes. Um, I, I, no I know. So The Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> honestly, I could stop at the vehicle and it could be its own all bad thing. But I'm going to continue. Okay. So, this is the story of... The Chevy Corvair. Interesting. And the Darien Gap. Okay. okay. So Chevy Corvair, we'll get into it in a second. I kind of know what that is. Okay. I have no idea what the the Dorian Darien, Darien, Darien. It's pronounced sometimes Darien Gap because of the the um, accent. It's are really gonna, Darien. Are they going to attempt to jump this gap or something? Like that's that, or? that's not a bad guess based on the name, but that's <laughs> yeah. not what the gap is. Okay, I was going to say I, I wouldn't think anybody would attempt to do stunts in a corvair like um but... fonzie jumping the shark or whatever well just i mean well you know in a manner of speaking it was a, a stunt driving in a corvair interesting here, i mean uh-huh i mean back in the day we're talking back in i'm gonna guess this is the 70s is that where we 60s. are 60s okay all right um like when you watch evil knievel like you can watch clips of his on uh-huh. youtube now, personally, the guy is like a terrible person. Really? Was he a jerk or an uh, asshole or yeah. problematic? Yeah, problematic yeah. to say the least. Anyway, but he did do crazy ass fucking stunts oh, yeah. on a Harley Davidson that had like no shock absorbers, no, not like modern they day. The big ones, like now, yeah. Well, no, the bikes now are light and you can literally fly like a hundred feet in the air on them and do oh, all sorts oh, of I shit. Oh, gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. Like he was doing these stunts where he was jumping over like 50 buses or whatever. Right. On just like a standard Harley. A regular Harley. motorcycle. Like, like, yeah. It's fucking That's nuts. Wild. That's why he didn't make a lot of those jumps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did he eventually die of? Uh... Lots of did, things. Did he, he did is. He, he die has... of a stunt, or did he just? No, die no, no. Of, like, he, no, he passed away recently, or did he? Well, not? like no. I'd say, within the past decade or so. That's. I, <laughs> I guess I'm we not don't positive. know. <laughs> hey Siri. Hey Siri. Siri. Yeah. She... When did Evil Knievel die? Hey Siri. <laughs> when did Evil Knievel die? Evil Knievel died November 30th, 2007 at age 69 in Clearwater. In Clearwater. In Clearwater. Oh. Okay. So he was a Scientologist. <laughs> possibly. Quite possibly, as we learned. <laughs> so shall we get back to this? We should. <laughs> okay. In 1961, although it was possibly 1960 or 1962, there was some conflict in the sources. In the early 60s. But I think it was 61. As Pre- a po- Pre-Vietnam. Yes. Uh-huh. And post-Korean uh, War. Like, right in that little... It's right, also, right let's see, post-World War Two, post-World War One. No, but it's like it's literally like right in the middle. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I was just thought you were naming things that yeah, was before and I after. Am. Yes. In 1961, <laughs> as a publicity stunt, 
Chevrolet sent three Chevy Corvairs to drive 66 miles or 106 kilometers through thick jungle spanning Panama and Colombia to show off the compact car's prowess. Two would make it through with an absurd amount of assistance, while one remains in the jungle to this day. I'm surprised not all three are in the jungle. Like, But then again, these cars back in the day were like, they were built differently and they were heavier. Well, they were metal, heavier. so the, yes, the rusted a, out core of this car is still there. But, anyway. but it, it also, yeah, it also might be just enough to get them through a jungle, apparently. Well, we're going to learn about this. So, <laughs> Primary source is actually very little Wikipedia, this scope. I don't want to be in the jungle in anything. Right, like, like, let alone a Chevy Corvair. Let, let alone in a fucking Corvair. Like, I don't... <laughs> a compact I don't ever, car? I don't ever want to be in the jungle. Right. And if I had my choice of things, like, 576,000th on the list would be, like, the, I want a Corvair. Like, I'll mm-hmm. take... Just in case. Primary sources were Auto Evolution, BBC, Corvairs in the Jungle of Death by Kyle Kynard for Road and Track, Daring the Darien, promotional film by Chevrolet, Discover Silver Sea, Doctors Without Borders, HemmingsHistory.com, How Stuff Works, Jalopnik, The Lost Highway, The Story of the Pan American Highway by Maureen Harmon, PBS News Hour, Top Gear, Top Speed, and a little bit of Wikipedia. So am I being facetious in saying, like, they didn't literally drive through the jungle. There was, like, some sort of a roadway. Some sort of a roadway. So they did... Not technically, literally, really, quote, drive through the jungle, the- but we'll get into that. But there was no road. That's interesting. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's get into this. Yes. So um, the entire conceit of this publicity stunt sur- uh, by Chevrolet surrounds the Pan-American Highway. Have you ever heard of the Pan-American Highway? I have not. Same. I had not either. So Is it like South America? Is that where we're talking? Or? Well... Pan-American means the Americas, right? So North and South America. Well, let's get to it in a second. So back in 1866, the U.S. consul to Argentina, a man named Hinton Rowan Helper, was making a business... Great great name (laughs) for an ambassador. (laughs) Was making a business trip to Buenos Aires from New York. And the way to travel that route at the time was... Oh, by a fucking giant ship full of scurvy and... Rats. Pirates. And yep. And it, it, yeah, if you picture New York and Argentina <laughs> like are nowhere a, near each other. Like, yeah, like a business traveler in 1866 or whenever mm-hmm, you said this mm-hmm. was. Like, yeah, that means you're on a ship. You're not on a plane. Yeah. That's for At sure. At best, you're on a horse. <laughs> <laughs> At fucking best. Or, or a train. They <laughs> That's true. That is that true. Point. Yes, that would be your best option. Yeah. Well. But other than that. So. You're uh, not taking a train from. North America to Argentina. <laughs> no, but he wanted to. So here's the thing. He got seasick because, of course, that's horrible. Uh, yeah, I, um, yeah. So flight was not an option. Nope. So he was like, hey, you know, it would be great. What if there was a train that connected North and South America, which there was not at this point. Um but it's not as easy as all that because you're talking about <laughs> <It's a> fantastic idea. <laughs> but you're talking about connecting multiple countries yes. at a time when I mean. And we're talking not just if you want to connect to South America, you have to go all the way through Central America, we're also, which is a bunch of countries. We're also talking at a at a time where the United States itself was in the middle of turmoil. This is let just alone, post-Civil War. Mm-hmm. Let alone Central America mm-hmm. and most of South America. 
And, and what what do you think your, <laughs> the general sentiment towards the United States of, uh, by Central America was? Uh, I'm guessing not, pretty, not. Probably not good. Yeah, I'm guessing not wonderful. Yeah. So, geez, what do you know? Our, mm-hmm. our reputation has remained steady all these years. Mm-hmm. You're not welcome. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so basically. This idea just sort of hung around, but no I love action the I- was taken. I love the idea. I it's mean, not a bad idea. I love it for today. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it should be something we should be able to accomplish today. Well, especially like high speed rail or light rail and but stuff like, like that. That's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. like Earth today should look like the fucking Jetsons. Like, uh, right, like the interconnectedness. Yeah, I mean, and we could get there, but no. Ease of travel, but capitalism—that's why. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, the Jetsons learned how to overcome capitalism. They did. <laughs> yes, they, they became uh, they became nihilists. <laughs> <laughs> Rosie was a nihilist. I'll tell yeah, you that yes, she was. She Her was, little solar size. She eyes. certainly was. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> Rosie the nihilist. <laughs> the idea of this intercontinental railroad just languished. And eventually, it languished so long that the Panama Canal was built in the early 20th century. You know, that'd be an interesting episode to do, just yes. sidebar. Well, I'm That's about a... to get to that oh, sidebar. Oh, okay. So, All right. Uh, this didn't help the train idea very much because the construction of the canal was quite a massacre of Central and South American workers. An estimated 5,600 people were killed during the construction of the Panama Canal, a staggering 10% of all workers. See, but what you're not understanding is now we have a canal. <laughs> well, you see, David, in capitalism, there are winners and losers. Yeah, guess who 10% are the losers? 10% lost in yeah, this case. Yeah. But you're not seeing things I know, I'm clearly. not looking at the bigger picture. No, you're not. We have a canal now. Yep, that's right. And we have friendly relations Lots with... Lots of rich people made a lot we of money. friendly relations Quote. with all the people of this part of the earth. Mm-hmm. Except not really. Everybody loves us. <laughs> oh boy this is gonna take a long time to get through isn't it so uh you can see why maybe there was a great north american idea to build railroad tracks but oh it wasn't... also also i'm sorry i i, I apologize i apologize okay, go ahead one thing that definitely did come out of the building of the panama canal uh-huh. was baseball being introduced to central america mm-hmm. and parts of south america and that was true. And now they are like literally like some of the best players on earth. So <laughs> there you go. So yeah, but so it was worth it for those workers. It was to worth die. it for baseball. Yes. A languishing sport that everybody finds boring now. <laughs> yes. I shouldn't say that. We do have some baseball fans. We do. Who listen. Highly. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, Central and South America was like, um, that's cute. United States that you want to build a railroad that connects us all, but we're not as keen into yeah, it. So we're, we're kind of we're, we're, we're a little bit sour on you guys right now. A little now. bit. Just a tad. So it just didn't go anywhere. Um, as the 20th century wore on and the idea of this intercontinental railroad just stayed an idea, less time and money were put into rail and more time and money were put into travel by motor vehicle and its associated infrastructure across the United States. So the idea of the Pan American Railroad started to morph into the idea of a Pan American Highway. Mm-hmm, sure. Um, and it finally gained some traction and international cooperation on July 29th, 1937. I was going to say, which at this time would make much more sense than a railroad. Yes. Yeah. It, it's yes. It's getting to that point, and it'll make even more sense in the post-war, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that at, um, on that date, the Convention on the Pan American Highway was signed by the nations of Argentina, Bolivia, Canada, Chile, 
Colombia, Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, Mexico, Nicaragua, Panama, Peru, and the U.S. Wow. Mm-hmm. So what happened? <laughs> well, <laughs> each country agreed to build their portion of the highway as quickly as they feasibly and could. Connect it. and Mexico became the first country to make imagine good that, on its imagine, promise. Imagine going from Canada to Peru mm-hmm. on a mm-hmm. highway. Wait, what? It's actually Argentina. Is the farthest south. Oh, was it? Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I thought, did, did you say Peru, though? Yes, it's in there. It's oh, just okay. not the farthest south. Oh, okay. You can keep going after sure. Peru. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Basically. Go from Canada to Argentina in a car. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> back, when, so, back when you were getting like three miles a gallon. Yes. Am I good? Yes, you are. Okay. So <laughs> you just have many things to say. Yes, You're very um, verbose today. <laughs> Is it because of the white zombie? It might be. <laughs> so Mexico finished their part of the highway in 1950. Other countries started following, did the same. But perhaps to no one's complete shock, who do you think was the country who still hasn't finished the Pan-American Highway, their stretch of the Pan-American Highway? Could it be us as in the United States? <laughs> yes. As in U dot S dot? Yes. We still haven't <laughs> well, we made our, finished well, it. But, but here's what we did do. We finished our own That's interstate highway. That's probably why. We were yes. like, you know what? That was Even a, though we promised this way before. Yes, but we started the whole idea. Right. We promised it. We forced everybody else to promise, and then we never then, made then good on it. Then we didn't through. Yeah, that's uh. Now, <laughs> you must that might as well be like the title of the Constitution. <laughs> <laughs> no follow through. Yes. <laughs> we make all these promises. We try to do all these great things, but never follow they just, through. It just doesn't happen. <laughs> Uh, so, now, we haven't officially created our portion of the Pan-American Highway, but there is such an extensive highway system in the U.S. There are a couple of routes that are sort of the unofficial Pan-American Highway. I would highway. kind of think you so. You can still sure. make your way by highway, right? Yes. I wouldn't be surprised if you could. Yeah. So, you can get to Mexico from the States, you know. Yeah. So, it's... Uh, I actually have done that before. Yeah. Yeah. There, it's so. certainly possible. So, the semi-official... It sucks. Yeah. The semi-official Pan-American Highway runs around 19,000 miles, about 30,500 kilometers, from Prudhoe Bay, Alaska, to wow. Ushuaia, Argentina. And here Are you serious? Is... Oh, yeah. No shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's unofficial. Sure. Because the... But you can drive yeah, from... That's Prudhoe Bay. Yeah, to... And that's the tip of Argentina. That is crazy. Now... Talk about the drive of... Uh... The ultimate drive. Well, you, you can't, ultimately. Sure. No, you can't, because okay. do you see how, so we go from point, mm-hmm. let's see, I don't know why B is up there, but from B to C, and then D to E, but you can't go from C to D? I did not notice that. That little tiny bit oh, right there? There's nothing That's there. the gap in the oh, highway. Okay. Also known as the Darien Gap. That is Panama, that is Colombia. Man, so close. It's, it's 66 <laughs> miles close. That's yeah. that's the missing part of the... Pa- like, you could, theoretically, in a normal vehicle, drive sure. because from you're on, North Alaska you're to on, South Argentina. You're on routes and interstates and... If it weren't for this 66-mile stretch. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. 
to this day. Now, we're talking 1960, but it hasn't changed in 62 years. Wow. That has not changed. So, so do you drive to that gap, and then you take a helicopter across, and then you get in your next car. And I mean, that's... Kind that's of technically, an, you've done it. Yeah, well... <laughs> so, um, of course, southern Central America, and especially South America, are known for its lush jungle and rainforest. And where the two continents meet is no exception. In the southernmost part of Panama and the northernmost, at least near the border with Panama, part of Colombia, lies a swath of largely unadulterated jungle that spans. Now, how far it spans, like the, the actual interruption of the highway system is 66 miles, but it's not really just like a straight of course portion not. yeah so it's longer in some areas shorter that's like yeah. the shortest distance and jagged in certain the, areas yeah. probably yeah. yeah and here are some aerial shots of the darien gap you have that let me see oh yeah that's <laughs> yeah it's I, jungle yeah literal jungle <laughs> welcome to the jungle we got fun and games now i'm just gonna show you the top of this one because i have a different oh that's okay that looks like a crescent it's just moon. Jungle. Oh yeah, the river. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. It's jungle, right? Um to yeah, so like I said, to this day there are still no permanent roads or even like legit roads or bridges that go through the gap. Uh and so that was certainly the case back in 1961. And even now the area is pretty mysterious. There hasn't been much in the way of formally studying the area. You know, like a lot of researchers will go into remote places to do nature studies and uh, climate studies and things like that. Good for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm never going to do that. Well, in, in this case, very few people <laughs> do. Sure. It's because it's really, really inaccessible. Um, it's unique. It has a diverse ecosystem. It, they also think there are species in the Darien that are nowhere else on the planet. Probably. So if nobody's like, really been there to check it out. Biodome, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not it's not infringed on by industry. Period. There are some people there, but it's not infringed on by like modern industry. Um, there are beaches, mangroves, wetlands, rivers, creeks, huge amounts of rainforest. It's just very interesting. Um, there are also fun animals like capybaras and monkeys, hmm. but then also like crocodiles, Not so fun poisonous snakes, poisonous frogs, uh, poisonous um, bugs. <laughs> oh yes, malaria yeah. is rampant yeah. in the area. So, um, yeah, do not drink water before boiling it anywhere in this well, area. <laughs> So the climate is not hospitable to human life. It's humid and hot all the time. And it is one of the wettest places on earth. Interesting. And the rivers can flood like in a heartbeat. Yeah. So while the Darien is considered, you know, wild, there are residents of the area, specifically two indigenous tribes of people, including the Embera people, um, acclimated through just being there for, for ages, you know. There's also a lot of people who pass through the Darien Gap on foot every year. Really? Why do you think they do that? I'm not sure. In 2021, tens of thousands of people crossed the gap for the express purpose of migration. Oh, well, sure. So, 
It is extremely treacherous, but a possible, possibly passable way for people who are fleeing their home countries to reach Central America, possibly move on to the U.S. and to Canada. So people from Cuba, Haiti, Venezuela use the route, but so do people from non-American continents like Africa and Asia. So the reason is countries like Brazil, 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 (laughs) I don't know where that came from, Ecuador and Colombia have more lax visa requirements than a lot of places. So you can fly from like somewhere in Africa, Mm. like from Cameroon to Brazil, Mm -hmm. a lot easier Oh, sure. Then you can get into then you can get right back into here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the idea is if you can get to one of those countries, then you can go by land to Central America from Central America into North America or it is North America. But, you know, to the States or to Canada. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when we came back from the Dominican. Remember, we had to go through that special line coming back. And had it's to have customs. like, well, no, 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 but we had to go through an extra thing where we had to get like a screening just to make sure we didn't have like any disease or anything. Do you remember that? I kind of don't. I remember customs, but that's all I remember. Yeah. And there was like an extra thing where it was just like, huh. you know, did, did you, you know, experience a bite or like, the, like huh. that kind of oh, stuff. I don't remember that. Yes, that's I do. interesting. I was like, eh, this is different. Mm. Um, so it's, it's a tempting way to make it to, from South America to North America, right? Um, what a bunch of lazy bums. That's the, that's the first thing I think about when I think about... We'll note that you're being refu- sarcastic. Refugees so we need to make sure coming into this, Attempting to come into this country. Um, and there are plenty of smugglers who are willing to help people of with course. this for a price. Of course. Uh, but the situations these people are fleeing are so bad, it's worth it to some. Because uh, remember, this is like... You could die in so many ways here. Mm-hmm. But it's still possibly better than where you're coming from. That's how bad it is in some places. So uh, PBS NewsHour did a really good piece on immigration through the Darien, and they interviewed a man named George who was fleeing conflict in his home country of Cameroon in Africa. And he said, quote, you know, when you are running for your safety, you don't care what is happening to you. You don't care what is in front of you. You just want to have a safe ground, end quote. Yeah. So... And people of all ages make this trip uh, successfully and not so successfully, including plenty of children, older people, pregnant people, the whole, whole gamut. Mm-hmm. Last year, like literally just last year, a, 15, a 51-year-old immigrant woman from Cuba made her way with a group of others through the gap and wrote about her experience for Doctors Without Borders. Uh, the walk was uh, was long, arduous, hilly, and muddy. And the PBS NewsHour shows like they are. It looks like they're scaling mountains, except they're muddy hills. Mm-hmm. And these are looks like Horizon Zero Dawn. Well, yeah. And these are just average people. These aren't like mm-hmm. mountain climbers or anything. Uh, they're carrying kids, babies on their backs, barefooted. Like mm-hmm. it's horrible. It was so awful that this is what people are forced to do to try and have a better life or or just stay safe Mm -hmm. flee conflict flee danger you know um so she said that the worst part was lome de la muerta or the hill of death Mm. uh it's a very steep and narrow slope with nothing but a very long fall on either side Mm. Uh, she also talked about seeing the decaying bodies of people 
who had unsuccessfully attempted to cross the gap uh, on the PBS News Hour, they showed there was lots of skeletons around. Mm-hmm. So, in fact, one of their their guides or one of the smugglers or something was like, "Oh yeah, I remember that guy," <laughs> like pointing to a skeleton. I was like, "Oh Jesus. God." Um, so the many possible causes of death in the Darien include uh, animal attack, mm-hmm. poisonous bites of mm-hmm. any sorts, um, uh, immobilization through otherwise very innocuous injuries, like just having a bad knee or twisting oh, your ankle. Yeah. like Could seal your fate. And people are running out of food. Mm-hmm. They need to get going. And if they cannot get going with you, They're their only you. option is to leave you. Mm-hmm. And one of the, this guy, George, mm-hmm. I think it was him anyway, that they were interviewing... Uh, had dislocated his shoulder and also, like, fucked up his knee or something. Mm-hmm. And that's why they found him, was because everyone else had left him. And then they left him. Jesus. Because at that point, literally the PBS people were also in the same predicament. Sure. They they also didn't have much food, and they also needed to keep moving. So it was pretty hardcore. That's crazy. Yeah. Did that documentary come out recently or something? It was 2014, oh, actually. Oh, wow. Okay. They I'll did like a out. rebroadcast in 2020. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It was, it's really sad is what it is. I was going to say, I'm not going to check it out tonight. Yeah, no, I, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's not good, but it's important, you know? Um, and so if you're left on your own in the middle of nowhere, you're going to dra- uh, starve, if nothing else, you know. You are likely going to die. Yes, probably. Highly likely. Um, and then unless drown- somebody, like... Right. You know. But even if somebody wanted to help you, how could they? Yeah. You know. Um, and then drowning. Those rivers can flood in a heartbeat sure. and off you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, this lady also encountered the major human cause risk of the journey. So in this, there is opportunity to be had in this jungle, especially with a lot of vulnerable people coming through. Um, so those people include, the people who are taking advantage of that include paramilitary groups, mm-hmm. guerrillas, and drug traffickers. Mm. Journalist uh, Nadja Drost, who was... No, no way. <laughs> who's the lady who did the report for PBS NewsHour, said, quote, Right now, a woman going through the Darien Gap has a very high chance of being sexually assaulted or raped, yep. end quote. Yep. And they talked to a couple of women who had been. Mm-hmm. And it's just horrible. Uh, so murders and kidnappings are also common. And by the time the woman who wrote about her experience has, had emerged from the Darien, she said most of the skin had torn from her feet. And she could barely walk. Jesus Christ. So this is this is almost like here's what I'm picturing. That's kind of an equivalent to, although it's a much shorter distance. But it sounds like it's still just as, if not more dangerous, is like people trying to go out west, like in the 1860s. Except like, it's, like, the climate is worse. Understandably, the, the but but it's like more but it's like when somebody went out west, it's like you didn't know what was going to happen. You know what I mean? No, and, I, and through this yes. little pass, it's just like. You don't know what's going to happen. Except the West was happening 150 years ago. This no, is I understand. now. I understand, but I'm saying that's the thing that... I get it, but what I'm saying is with all our technology, with all our advancements, mm-hmm. this place still kills people. Mm-hmm. That's how... Quite a few people, it sounds like. That's how... Yeah. ...harsh this place is, you know. Um, 
Of course, as with most horrible, treacherous things on the planet, there are people who participate in the crossing of the Darien, not out of desperation and hope for a better life. Just to try. But because it's there. <laughs> like Everest. <laughs> or, wow. if you're Chevrolet, because it sounds like a great publicity stunt. Oh my god. Yes, that's true. I, I, I kind of forgot we were talking about a car. That's right. Yeah. We're not just talking about this place, which is its own horrible thing. Yeah. Right? Not, not... The place is morally neutral. There are people who live there. It's fine. What people feel the need to do there is what's causing the problems. So we've talked about the rise of the Ford, of Ford in general, in our Pinto episode. And now we'll be visiting another American automaker, though in an admittedly much less detail. So Chevrolet was founded as the Chevrolet Motor Company by Swiss race car driver Louis Chevrolet. Did not know that. So there was a Louis Chevrolet. Okay. And several partners in 1911. Chevy became part of General Motors in 1918, so they are part of GM straight from the bat. Um, I'm not going to go into the whole history of the company, but suffice it to say that Chevy, like most American manufacturers, had a heyday in the post-war boom. Of course. In 1953, they began production of the Chevrolet Corvette, and in 1960 came out with their new compact car, the Chevrolet Corvair. Here's the little Corvair. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I was picturing. Yeah. It's a compact mm-hmm. car. A compact car. Mm-hmm. This thing is like twice as big as a like a compact <laughs> car today. I have a compact car Yes, now. you do. Okay. <laughs> and it could fit in like the trunk of this thing. But it's like sporty. It it's is. not a little yeah. clunky, but. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I've only seen them in red. Like the ones they took that's into true. the dairy in a red. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of what I was little picturing too. Little red Corvair. Too. <laughs> little red Corvair. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Baby, so, you're much too fast. Oh, is that part of a song? It's Prince. Oh, did he do a song called Little Red Corvair? Little Red Corvette. Oh. Like, I thought that's what you were... I've heard you, the phrase, but I didn't know where it came from. Yeah, it's a Prince song. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were doing that on I purpose. I can name <laughs> two <laughs> Prince songs. Okay, what are they? Purple Rain. Sure. Well, I guess now three. Hmm. Little Red Corvette. Okay, what's another one? Kiss. Yeah. You don't have to be beautiful. <laughs> don't have to be rich to rule our world. Don't have to be you. To be like you. <laughs> oh, no. Don't have to be you. All I need is your extra time and your kiss. <laughs> that was our musical break for the day. Yes. I'm sure a cease and desist order is on the yes. way from our, from our own audience. Like, don't sing, right? Don't sing we, it ever we again. We will sick the copyright people on you <laughs> if you keep doing that. Ah, so the Corvair was produced for the entire decade of the 1960s. Uh, so six, literally the model years were 60 to 69. Okay, That's it. So, yeah, it's a 60 sure. It would go on to be its own disaster, completely depend, independent of the Darien Gap, it became a main topic in the book "Unsafe at Any Speed" mm-hmm. by Ralph Nader. Yes, because where the because where the gas tank was located. That's that's a big part of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was Ralph Nader's seminal consumer safety book, published in late '65. The model of Corvair in question uh, were indeed this first generation. I think there were '60 to '64 models. The main issue involved, yes, the engine was in the trunk, like the Beetle, yeah, right? Like the fucking, bug. Yeah. But also its wheel axle was an issue. So 
I'm not going to get too far into it, but it had what's known as a swing axle suspension. And when combined with the rear engine design, making a very long story short, could result in dangerous oversteering. At the time of our story, though, uh, that was still a future problem. This is the beginning of the Corvair, not a couple years down the road when people were like, uh-oh. Um, so for the time being, Chevy was much more concerned about marketing their sure. new little, little car. So Chevrolet's entrance into the new compact car market had its thunder stolen by United Auto Workers official Dave Mann, who broke the news of the new model about a year and a half before Chevy planned to unveil it. So, Well, you know. Now, here's a side note. Let's talk Mitt Romney. The term compact for this type of car was thought up by Mitt Romney's father, George Romney. Yes, that's right. Anytime you hear the term compact car, you can think Mitt Romney's dad, George. Thanks, Mitt Romney. He was dad, the chairman. George. He was the chairman of American Motors at the time. Yeah. So there you go. There's. Yeah. I told you there was a Mitt Romney connection. Nice. <laughs> I wish there was no Mitt Romney connection to <laughs> anything. Yeah. Yes, but unfortunately, there will be. It didn't seem to hurt. You know, sorry. You know, there's always like, I feel like Mitt Romney is the next George, George McCain. Is that his first name? George McCain? John McCain? John McCain. No, I, I wasn't sure which, which, if you're getting the first or the last name I was name like, George up. doesn't sound right. John McCain. Remember how, like, as he was thankfully nearing his death, he, like, started getting, uh, uh, like, like, liberals started liking him? Oh, no, that happened way before. Okay. Like, yeah. Well, I feel was... like Mitt Romney's the next George McCain. Uh, yeah, <laughs> George McCain. McCain. You know... Somebody, because they've they're doing it. They did it recently. I think it was when the new Supreme Court justice, and I have not been following the news. Jackson, mm-hmm. new senator, not senator, Supreme Court justice Jackson mm-hmm. was uh, confirmed. She was apparently like all of the Democrats stood and applauded, and all the Republicans walked out of the room or whatever on the House floor, Senate, whatever Sounds they are, fitting. except for Mitt Romney, who stayed and applauded. And people were like, oh, good the for bra- Mitt Romney. I'm like, okay. The bravery. Like, the bravery for uh, basic human decency. Yes. <laughs> Somebody recognizes reality. Like, we must give him a hand. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Anyway, Corvair, Corvair, Corvair. Like, literally all of them, except for, like, five of the people in that room. Just a bunch of fucking clowns. That includes some of the Supreme Court justices, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) (laughs) I I know I was very controversial with my fuck Dale Earnhardt comment last week, which was all... Yes, For... Anyway, I was tricked to say it. (laughs) At any rate. Go on. I say... Proudly, fuck Clarence Thomas. That oh, yeah. motherfucker can rot in hell. Motherfucker, I mean, you, you look at his history, like, he was literally put on the Supreme Court to be a partisan clown. That's all he's ever been. And now, it, t- now, it, now it turns smart. out, now it turns out he's literally married to, like, one An of... An insurrectionist, basically. Like, and a deranged one. Yes. Like, not a... <laughs> Not a, well, not one of the not, normal, not a normal insurrectionist. That's <laughs> <laughs> a really like a really terrible one. One that has ties to I don't like the White House. Hmm. But no, he should stay where he is. Like that's yeah, that's fine. That's good. It's all good. Everything's fine. Just like the GIF. Yeah, but the, the, the <laughs> yep, you're right. Mm-hmm. So, 
Uh, so Chevy's, like, unveiling happened a little bit too early for their liking, but it still didn't hurt the excitement surrounding the Corvair. Like, you know what? I got an idea. <laughs> but now Danny, I have to scrap it. <laughs> Danny, I got an idea. I'll write this down. Um, but the Corvair was named Motor Trends Car of the Year for 1960, the year it debuted. Okay. And got a cover spot on Time magazine, nice. which was huge back sure. then. It didn't help. It didn't hurt. That it had a pretty reasonable price. Its base model was priced at one thousand nine hundred eighty-four dollars, which is about nineteen thousand today. I don't. I can't think of a base model car that's nineteen thousand. They had. Yeah, they have them. Like some of the maybe the Kias or like the something. like the Nissan Versa. Oh like yeah, like the mm-hmm. base model mm-hmm. brand new is like sixteen five. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure my base model Fiesta was like. 15, 16. I was gonna say I was that gonna was say ten years ago. I was gonna say like probably fourteen five. No, it was like a little more. Was it okay? But no, there are a couple that are. I'm kind of surprised by that. That's interesting. Like that's a really mm-hmm. reasonable price point, right? I mean, it, if you just adjust for inflation, that's it. I yeah. don't know what else. Yeah, and that like the top tricked out model price was two thousand five hundred or twenty four thousand. So you could get a fully loaded Corvair for like 24 grand now. Yeah, you can't get a fully loaded no. anything for 24 no, grand that's, today. No, that's barely scratching base model of Yeah, that's, cars. at best you're going like a level up from the base model mm-hmm. if you're paying $24,000 for a, a brand new car. Of course, there's a lot more tech now. <laughs> yes. Than there was back True. then. But. Back then, like a fully loaded, like what they mean is like it had a stereo. Right, it had a radio. And, uh, and a cigarette lighter. Right. <laughs> that's what seat they meant. Belts. And seat belts, yeah. It had a seat belt. <laughs> just for the driver. Yes. Not even, no, for the passenger. <laughs> or for the person, it, like, every car had a different, it was right. in a different place. <laughs> they just put it randomly, yes. assigned it at random. <laughs> it's like, you're not going to wear it anyway. It's just a novelty. <laughs> its first day on the market, 26,000 Corvairs were sold. That's pretty fucking good. It's very good. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. In fact, I read that it was a little concerning to Chevy, because this was, like, their entry model car and it started eating up sales when they wanted to sell some of their bigger cars their pricier cars sure so just anyway that's a bad that's a that's a nice problem to have (laughs) we're selling too many cars we're selling too many of this model of this car car. yeah Mm -hmm. despite the popularity of the corvair capitalism be capitalism (laughs) i literally wrote that there's always more money to be had and Dick Doan of Dundee came up with a way to get it. So Dick Doan. <laughs> was that an actual person? Yes, what? Dick oh, Doan. Of Dundee. Yes, Dick Doan owned Doan Chevrolet in Dundee, Illinois. Okay. Which is still there today. Nice. Apparently. No. Uh, Dundee is a suburb of Chicago. So Makes I guess sense. if you're from Chicago, yeah. let us know if you've heard of Dundee. Yeah. Dundee Chevy Chevrolet. I've heard so, of Decatur. That's another city yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in, in, <laughs> in Illinois. Illinois. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> so Dick Doan had a truly ridiculous idea. <laughs> oh, it's going to get so is much it, better. Is it Dick Doan? Is that what you're saying? D-O-A-N-E. So Dick Doan. Dick Doan. Doan. Okay. I was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Dick Doan. Dick Doan. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a fun one for you in just a minute here. So um, he had a truly ridiculous idea. Hey, in 19, what year are we? 1962? 1960. Or 61. 60, 61. Because uh, they started in January. So. Th- this is when marketing ideas were going off the charts. Like <laughs> This is the Mad Men yeah, era. Yeah, it's like, it's like let's have somebody uh, bowl a bowling ball off of a tree, like, into the car park. And 
and see how close or it gets. Or hold your Wii for a Wii. <laughs> Very true. Uh, so, so think about what the Corvair was. A reasonably priced, accessible car for like a small family or an individual. Um, it wasn't a muscle car. I was going to say like somebody like just getting out of college yep. and getting their first Like an car. entry model car, right? Yeah. Like your starter home. You have yeah. a starter car. Yeah. It wasn't a muscle car. It wasn't a workhorse. It wasn't a it was, pickup. It was just there. It just, it, well, it was a good serviceable exists. car, right? Yeah. Um, so to demonstrate its performance... One might think of emphasizing, oh, it's reliability, that it could handle well in the city, you know, or when you're driving from the burbs to your office or something like what, that. What, what were you doing? I was driving. Driving. <laughs> driving. Don't you drive like that? <laughs> it's a visual gag. No one will get it. <laughs> or, uh, like, what? Oh, yeah, you just so seamlessly went. <laughs> Like theater mode, like when you're driving. <laughs> Here's an advertising idea. Sure. <laughs> Am I making you cry, yes, yes, you are. <laughs> just by this? It was just how seamlessly you did it. Like you didn't even realize you did it. <laughs> Here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you gather yourself here i'm gathered okay (laughs) Uh, a good advertising idea would be like um jimmy just out of college goes to pick up janie for a date you know or something can i do that in the transit (laughs) yes you can yes you can jimmy just got home from college hello mom and dad janie wants he wants to meet janie for a date in his brand new chevy colvert (laughs) has a cigarette lighter and a (laughs) seatbelt Janie sit in the back seat because that's where the only seat belt so the seat is. Belt is in this model. <laughs> he got one of the back seat models. Yeah. That's what she said. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Thank you. That was my Andrew Dice Clay impression. <laughs> You're just having a good time. Yep. <laughs> all right. Well, are you ready for my punchline? So, so those are all great ideas for how to market this this compact car. But that is not what Dick Down of Dundee had in mind. Dealer Dick Down of Dundee dared dream of demolishing the Darien. The Darien is that another car? <laughs> what are you talking that about? That was my alliterative <laughs> sentence. That was oh. my joke. Oh, okay. What are we talking about? The Chevy Corvair yes. and the, yeah, the, the, the Darien. Darien Gap. Yeah. But so, I mean... dealer Dick Down of Dundee dared dream of demolishing the Darien. <laughs> this guy said, here's this compact car with the, the engine in the trunk and rear axle drive. Let's drive it through the most unadulterated jungle on the planet. That, that was this Dick Jones Dundee's so, idea. This is really happening then. Well, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> so here's a, a side note. <laughs> I'll do my side note and then we'll on. take our break. Yes. <laughs> uh, this was not the first attempt to cross the Darien in a passenger vehicle. I I, suspe- I suspected it wasn't. I'm like, somebody probably tried to do this like before. Like the year before, a Land Rover and a Jeep. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. Success. Those make sense. Those make sense. There's some sense, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, successfully made I still it wouldn't try it with either of those, but I'd Nobody be like... Nobody should try but it. But I'd be like, if you're going to give me those three options... Would I'm, you like a Corvair? Or a Jeep. <laughs> or a Land, or a Land Rover. Rover. Land Rover, please. Yes. It took them five months, but they did make it. Jesus Christ. Um, the, Imagine a five-month road trip. No, not through this place. And, and oh with, like, with no hotels, no gas stations, no bathrooms, you're just in the and jungle. And bugs and venomous snakes yeah. and uh, drug dealers, yeah. Yeah. So the Land Rover was nicknamed La Cucaracha Carinosa. La Cucaracha. Do you know what cockroach? La Cucaracha is? It cockroach? The affectionate cockroach. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. All right, are we ready to dare the dead in? I think we are. Okay, so as as you like to say, it's not the person who comes up with the terrible idea who's the most to blame. <laughs> Always the person that backs them up on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so when one guy in Chicago has the idea to drive a Corvair to the border between Panama and Colombia... It takes some people get going along with it to get it off the ground. So this guy in question, of course, Dick Doan. Amateur racer. Of course. <laughs> Owner of high-performing Chevy dealership. Uh, so he was known as... And yes, he owned the dealership in Dundee, Illinois. He was known as the king of the Corvette. He had sold, like, moved a whole bunch of Corvettes. That Very was his, nice. his thing. Um, in fact, here is an ad... Of Doan of Dundee and the Corvette. Circa, I think it was 62. Yes. Doan of Dundee. Mm-hmm. Even, I mean, even like the advertising, like it was just, I it know. hasn't changed. Like right from the get-go. It's just like, you could see this in a newspaper today or on an no, internet. No, they had way more copy back then. No, no, no. I'm just saying like the attitude of it. Like oh, Doan of I Dundee. Gotcha. Like, yes. like, well, it is still there. Yeah. yeah. Joan Chevrolet is still in Dundee. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, the overall, like, I gotcha. how to market a car, like, mm-hmm. it has not changed no. in 60 years. Not so much. Although I feel there's, although maybe I just don't watch local TV, or any TV, like, really commercial either. TV, so I don't know if it's still the same. But I remember a lot of, like, we're crazy! We're liquidating the whole, like, gonzo yes. Sort of. We're literally giving away cars. You come yeah! in and you get a car. Like with screaming and stuff. I don't know that that's still in vogue. I hope not. I hope not too. It probably is somewhere. Yeah. It could be at Don Dundee. Dick Don mm-hmm. of Dundee. Chevrolet. I would not they be might, surprised. They might still do that. So he was like, guys, I've got an idea. We're going to take got it. the Corvair. <laughs> To the most unadulterated jungle in the world. And Chevy was like, yes. <laughs> they co-sponsored right, this right shit. On. They co-sponsored this shit. <laughs> Not only did they do that, they sent a film crew with him. Sure. To film this experience. And imagine... Which um, is on YouTube, by the way. Really? Nice. I watched it. <laughs> um, imagine what a film crew consisted of... Oh, like, Back. well, first of all, they did not, I'm almost dead positive they had no sound. Oh, okay. it was okay. all narrator. Okay. So I think it was just literally film. just the camera. Okay. But they had to have actual film. Yes. And, like, canisters of film. Yes. 
and it because, was still because, a giant because rig. they would because they would run out and you needed to change the film That's occasionally. Right. Mm-hmm. They probably had to be really picky about what they filmed and what they didn't because they didn't have endless film. They were in the middle of the jungle. So, uh, they had a film crew. <laughs> I just love, like, the board was just like, fantastic. <laughs> yes. Love it. Yes. Talk like it. this. <laughs> People, this is how you think outside the box. That's right. <laughs> we should drive a car through the jungle. Let's do it. No, we should drive a compact, <laughs> compact. rear-wheel drive yeah. car. car. <laughs> through the jungle. Yeah. A place, like, where there are literal, like, skeletons. Yes. Of, of people who didn't make yes. it. Yes. Yes. Get a close-up. Yes. <laughs> like, seriously. I, yeah. Like, let's, let's, at some point in the journey, let's park the car next to a group of skeletons, mm-hmm. showing that we're better than them. Right? Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> we made it. You didn't. <laughs> Basically. Like, this is the air. Like. Jesus Christ. I it's know. Like, like, I don't know if the dollop has done this yet, but this is oh, a dollop man. story. Yeah. Like, it really is. What the fuck? So, like, how... Further. No. Like, just, no. <laughs> further, to add more legitimacy to this ridiculous idea, the Chicago Tribune sent two staff writers to write a piece and chronicle the trip for the paper. This doesn't sound like a trip that anybody should be making at all. Right. Let much alone... less, like, documentarians yes, and, like, writers. Journalists. And, yeah. People who literally sit behind <laughs> desks. Their diet consists of, at, in, at this point in time, their diet consists of beer, mm-hmm. liquor, coffee, cigarettes. Chain smoking. Donuts mm-hmm. and an omelet. Yes. Like, that's what they... Maybe <laughs> Sanka. <laughs> Maybe. If they're lucky. Taster's choice if they're if they're not. <laughs> so the the name of the article that they wrote in the Chicago Tribune was We Drove Through Panama's Jungle Hell. <laughs> yeah. Like lucky that you got to write an article about that. I mean, seriously. Yep. So now the caravan of like what vehicles are they taking? They're not shoving all these people in a Corvair, right? They took three Corvairs. <laughs> Two Suburbans. So even back then, Chevy was making the Suburban. There are two Chevy Suburban carryalls. You're putting a film crew in a a Corvair. (laughs) Well, they may have been in the Suburban. I don't know. That's true. Now, in the footage, those Suburbans, they were still giant. I was just going to say, yeah, yeah. we're talking about like back in the day where they were like Mm -hmm. almost like transport carriers. Now, wouldn't it have made sense, you may think, to like... When the Suburban came out, send those fuckers to the jungle. Like, why the Corvair? Like... Because it makes no sense. Because it makes no sense. That's exactly right. And somebody pitched that to an executive. Mm-hmm. And they were like... Dick down of Dundee? Yes. And they were like... Again, I, I, I'm telling you. This is what mm-hmm. he was like. That, now that's an out, outside-the-box idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Th- I like this, the way this cat thinks. This, people. This is how you think outside the box. Mm-hmm. This is how you do it. We're mm-hmm. doing that. How are we doing that? Doesn't matter. We're doing it. Yep. We'll get three Corvairs <sighs> if we need to. <laughs> so since the stunt was Doan's little brain problem child, uh, the caravan took off not from Alaska. They weren't going to do the whole Pan American Highway. Um, but they also didn't take off like, okay, we're going to ship the cars, the vehicles all to like Panama City and go south from there. No, they just decided to drive from Chicago. Like, let's just drive from the middle of the country. Sure. 4,000 miles south, which is about what it was, about 6,400 kilometers. 
Um, that would be a long drive back yes. then. Yes. So first of all, they had to drive that far to get just to, to get sh- to this to get to um, just to get to hell. The start of the Darien Cap. Yes, <laughs> along the banks of the Chukanake River. So the crossing of the gap started in January 1961. This was a time chosen because of the rainfall in the area. So anyone who is from a subtropical or tropical climate knows we don't have spring, summer, winter, fall. We have wet and dry. Sure. In Miami, it was the same way. Or South Florida, it's the same way. And basically, the wet season in our hemisphere is like uh, summer, largely summer. Mm-hmm. Uh Hurricane season in the Atlantic is like June to November. Mm. And that roughly corresponds with the wet season for that part of the Northern Hemisphere. And the same was true for uh, Central America. So the bulk of the rainfall in the area of Darien happens in the summer months. So January was relatively safe in terms of like, we in the wettest place on Earth, we need to avoid as much rain as possible, right? So let's clear those months. But January is still, quote, the cold season, which I'm sure it's like, oh, it's 90 instead yeah. of 95. It's 87 you know? today. That's great. It's gorgeous. I better put the on relative some, humidity I, I, is I only be, 92. I better put on some jeans. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Well, you better put on jeans for the fucking mosquitoes. Yeah. I you better put on die everything. from the mosquito bites alone. I'm just saying. That's yeah. all. So, huh. Um, uh, so... Especially you're going to want to avoid rain when you're just like wantonly driving a compact car through the rainforest because the roads might wash out, right? Except there are no fucking roads! To wash out. (laughs) There are no roads in the Darien Gap. None! None! No paved roads! No dirt roads! No paths! No bridges to cross the Uh, giant rivers! Yeah, that's what I, I... How the fuck are you getting this little compact car? I have no car? idea. And on top of that, they had to drive 4,000 miles just to get there. Why did they do that? Like, I, Yeah, this is... Uh, hire someone to, to tow the cars there. Yeah, maybe this was the inspiration for like the Cannonball Run or something like that. Like, Is like, that a, like, like a Burt Reynolds movie? Yes, it, yes, it is. Yeah. What? Is it? Is it's it like, like a, Smokey and the Bandit meets... Well, no, the Cannonball Run is like it's a cross-country, like... like illegal like amateur race like oh, see, yeah. oh okay but that's kind of almost what this sounds like except it's it doesn't sound like there's a very good prize at the end <laughs> no, <it's not. laughs> the prize is you live if that happens <laughs> if, 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 the, if, if you're, if you're so you. fortunate yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah so the darian gap is literally like muddy swampy rainforest um that they're trying to cross in a rear-wheel-drive compact sedan with street tires, for the record. <laughs> they didn't even fucking... You know what they did to this, this these cars? They didn't even retrofit them? Or, Here are like... the things they did to these cars. Okay. They put skid plates on the bottom. Not a and, bad idea. And tow hooks on the front and the back. Again, but tires, like... And like that's it. Better, better tires would help. No. But those are two good... That's a good start, but you needed to keep going. They just... Decided that was enough. Actually, you didn't even need to begin. Like there, there was, yeah, there's no, <laughs> there no reason for any of this. Mm-mm. No reason. So, uh, Dick Doan and his band of merry travelers, who literally <laughs> just had a hand-drawn map 
and a loaf <laughs> that's function. somebody that somebody gave them <laughs> like at a tobacco Who drew it? Who knows? <laughs> yeah like here it is guys i've got the map but they sure as heck we're gonna give it a try you gotta be fucking kidding you me you know when like, you're there's... from chicago you gotta give it a try i mean were these people like that bored in life or like like <laughs> how, like uh, you know what they the, were the, there is like the, there is some sort of weird I know minorities make fun of white people in this sense that oh this is oh, and, the and, and, and shit. it's and it's very true it's like it's like you guys literally have to create your own problems yes. to, to fucking have yes. a problem <laughs> yes and that is one of my biggest beefs with adventure I'm like, seekers I'm, I'm like there's I'm like you know what I'm like there's something to that I'm like they're not <laughs> there's a lot to that. I'm like, and we'll get into that later. I'm like, you know what? They're I have not, a whole thing about I think that. They're not wrong. <laughs> so, based on the footage captured by the film crew, uh, or using the footage, uh, Chevrolet re- released a couple of promotional films about the ex- expedition. Right? Sure. One was perplexingly given the simple title "Here to There." <laughs> <laughs> like across the street. Can you imagine if from on here a pa- to, on a paved road? If the movie "From Here to Eternity" was just called "From Here to There." From here to there. Like, you, you were here. You're there. Now you're there. And now you're there. <laughs> Wherever you are, you're there. In between. <laughs> like, you're just going to have to figure out that it was eternity <laughs> on your own. And if you can't, then you, you can't dissect films. <laughs> and you should quit at life. But the other film had a much better title. Daring the Darien! Exclamation mark. The Gap Between the Americas. It's a better, better title. Of course... These films were total propaganda, also known as advertising. Uh, they cherry-picked and edited, you know, and spun the results of the expedition sure. in Chevy's favor. But to be fair, they actually do show some of the troubles that they encountered. Um, but despite the footage... Like, 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 the, like the boom mic, the boom mic operator no, getting eaten no by a crocodile. <laughs> right. But um, they, they show literally like it opens with like... This Corvair just, like, driving happily through the jungle, and it's like, well, that happened, like, for 20 feet, and they got the 20 feet and made it look like it was a whole Yeah, and it was was still attached to to the wench at that point. Well, (laughs) so the Darien, even in the dry season, is full of mud, creeks, rivers. I mean, it's not a fucking proper... It's it's a jungle. Yeah, it's not a road. <laughs> like it's no, a jungle, <laughs> just to reiterate. Like, like the map that anybody, it doesn't matter. It literally There's doesn't no matter road. what's on the map. There's no fucking road. You just need road. a compass head <laughs> yes. south. I don't know what to tell you. This is like if somebody mm. drew like like a Lollapalooza as like the map and gave it to them, they would have been like, "Yes, well, let's do this." Sure. Like eventually, it gets to the end. Right? See. <laughs> um. So, while very shallow rivers could be crossed by the Corvair, and they showed this in the film. They, the, of course the, they showed that. Yes. yes. So, here's the thing. This, the, the narrator, who does have a transatlantic accent, is like, oh, it's perfectly airtight sealing. Because they, they show, you know, oh, it's not leaking at all. The water's not getting in. And then they show it come out, and there's, like, water leaking from the top. Sure. <laughs> That thing was flooded. It was, it was just coming out of the trunk. Look at the Corvair going across the river. No problem. Except that well, you didn't see that. So basically any... Dry, dry as a moose on 4th of July. What? 
words. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and now for these words from Osvaldo Jello. <laughs> No, c- no, cigarettes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> no, one, no one from our sponsor. Winston. Lucky Strike. <laughs> yes. Non-filtered. Philip Morris. Um, so basically any water over like wheel height. Well, it sure, well fucking sure. Of, of course. course. This is not, this is, it's again, not a, this it's, is a, it's not a boat. Compact car. <laughs> it's not a boat. Like it's Imagine not. Imagine my car doing this shit. No car designed at this time or like, well, there have been a few amphibious cars they've toyed with. Right, right. Other than that, like, no car has been designed to take on no. water. Because that's not what no. you're supposed Because it's not what you're supposed to be no. doing with a car. Literally, we've spent trillions of dollars on these things called roads. Yes, for <laughs> that, that, that you take. That's what you take cars out on. And just all the places that there aren't roads. Yes, yes, and there's and there's not like random waterfalls and like shit like that. It's like you're not supposed to, you know, not supposed to submerge the car at any time. So what they did (laughs) is, anytime they had to cross like a creek or a river, fuck, they built bridges. That's that's admirable, like in a sense. So here is a Corvair in water and then on a bridge. That they built by hand. That's great. What? How the fuck? That's really impressive. I mean... I thought it was going over... I thought it was... Okay. Yeah, so... um, But there is a thing that I'll get to in a minute. Um, Who do you think... Who do you think built the bridge? Oh, not not them. Well, I mean, they assisted. Uh But who do you think was most equipped to build a bridge in the middle of the jungle? I'm gonna guess the people that lived in the jungle. Who do you think, like, got them supplies and made sure they didn't die? The people in the jungle. Yeah. Welcome to the jungle. We've got fun and games. <laughs> We've well, got everything you well, want. Well, you're fucking lucky we're not letting you die. And we know your names. Yeah. We are the people that can find... Okay, are we going to keep going? Anything you need. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they built over 180 of the bridges. <laughs> fucking, well, I mean, okay, so... Because there are many creeks and rivers. So, in effect, like, this essentially became, like, a road project. These are not permanent bridges. Of course, but, like, for... So, they for, disintegrated. For, for jungle standards. <laughs> well, there was a really great um, part in the, the little promo film where they were like, Oh, but you know these handmade bridges. Sometimes they don't always work out, and they show <laughs> they, they a show. wheel stuck <laughs> yeah. in between the, the logs on the bridge, and, and, and with a bunch of skeletons next to it. <laughs> they did not show any bodies or <laughs> no, skeletons yeah. for a good reason, yeah. right? Oh my god! But they played it off as like a blooper. It was okay. So for larger river crossings, they built rafts to float. With, with the, the car. car? Yes. Like, what? They built like, boats for the car. For the car. It, like, know. in the middle of the jungle. Yes! They showed it! They built rafts out of wood! Okay, like, okay, the story is going on a completely different <laughs> angle. Like, this is actually... The rafts is what's, what's tripping you up? No, this is, like, actually, like, somewhat impressive. This is, like, the amazing race but, with a Corvair. But who is it impressive for? I understand, Who but still. Who is doing the impressive? No, I know, but that's what it's I'm saying. It's not Dick Doan. No, it is not. But I'm like... It's not the Chicago Tribune, yeah, guys. And, but it's also people like, we've never seen a car before, but we'll figure out how to build bridges we'll and, with the raft, and, and floats I guess. and rafts for it. 
<laughs> like fucking like did somebody did somebody think to give these people like schematics like did they like did they wind up building Wakanda and we don't well, know I'll t- about it? I'll tell it? you what they what they didn't bother to give them was any real credit. Well, sure, they were never going to get that. Especially so it. I hate saying it could have been worse how the local people were treated in the film, like or or talked about in the film. Um. It could have been worse, especially considering it was 1960. They were called natives and Indians. Well, think Um, think of what we were calling people who lived in America in 1960. But they were basically like, oh, this is the thrill of a lifetime for them to see this car. It's just like, (laughs) fuck you. I'm not, they, I'm not, I'm not, I was so close to it, but I'm not going to no, do it. No, don't. If you're questioning it, don't. And then they showed, like, these bridges and stuff, and it was clearly largely non-white people, like, maybe with one white guy helping, and they didn't bother mentioning that fact. They didn't point out that, like, <laughs> here are a bunch of dumbass white people being helped out by people who actually know what they're doing. It's probably because, like, like, at the time, like, like they were just like, this is just how it is. It's right, just like, of course. There's, there's no... I'm white, you're not. You help me. That's how you it build, works. You build the bridge. I'll just, I'll just stand here filming it. Yeah. These people could have literally grown up on a plantation having slaves. So, yes. Pardon me. Enslaved people working for them. So, yes. Uh-huh. So, and at one point, one of the Corvairs got caught in rushing water in a river and it took a giant farming tractor to, like, haul them out. How did that get there? You know what? <laughs> I don't know. I could not figure that out. I could not figure that out. Why didn't they take that the whole I have, time? I, I'm guessing it was not theirs. Maybe a local person. I don't know. <laughs> maybe they built one. Could not figure At that this out. point, maybe. <laughs> They're just like you know they what we're gonna. It. You know what we're gonna need. We're yeah. gonna need a farmer. We're gonna tractor. have to help these assholes. Out of this. <laughs> like it's, so far, it's been bridges, rafts, mm-hmm. uh, farming tractors. Next, yeah. like I feel like it's like, like I'm trying to get a five star outfit in Horizon Zero Dawn. It's like <laughs> you got to get all sorts of different shit. But instead of being like, isn't this a terrible idea? They were like, <laughs> let's keep going. Look at what a beating this Corvair can take and still be fine. Like it was so dumb. <laughs> then. When they reached the Panama-Columbia border, they had to... They There was, like, a giant river. There was no rafting across this. They took a barge. Oh, that's, like, the first sensible thing that I've heard so, so far. Sensible, like, yes. Yeah, that makes sense. But here's the thing. These cars... These cars did not drive across the jungle. The Corvairs were hauled and pushed and pulled and towed and rafted and barged and bridge built it, built and like dragged across the jungle. How is this an impressive feat of the Corvair? It's actually yeah, exactly. It's impressive for the humans, like that for got the it, suburbans, that, maybe that, for that the got people, it, for the yes, the people that got it across the finish the line. Corvair, yes, the Corvairs were like absolute. It's a, Wait. It's like it literally would have been easier to get like five people who were quadriplegics through the jungle than than like these than They'd these weigh cars. A fuck ton less. Yes, that's for sure. That's what I'm saying. You, you yes. Like, like. And if there was a purpose to it, that would be even better. To get them across. 
<laughs> That'd be a good purpose. This Why is, did the Corvair just... cross the dotty end to get to the other side? It doesn't be- make sense. <laughs> because somebody in an executive boardroom decided to make it so. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> so yeah, they had been outfitted with skid plates and tow hooks. Um, here's a picture. It is not sideways, just so you know. Gives you some scale of the steepness of some of the... It's literally driving that's just, downhill. Yeah, that's not... It's near vertical. You can't do that in a Corvair. Um, here's obviously. a shock. Here's a shock. They crashed a few times. <laughs> oh, shit. The cars like, broke down a few times. You can't even... Like, no. Like... Mm-mm. And it's not like... If this was like 1910, okay, and the car was like just invented, which it was in 1910... And people were trying to and trying to pull this shit just to see what a car like. Right, I, I could kind of understand it to a degree. Nineteen sixty. Like, cars have been around for a long time. Better cars have been around for a long yes. time. Yes, and Land Rovers and, got through this gap. Right, that's what you would need. Not a not fucking. So. <laughs> Local people not only, like, help them with all this stupid building, giving them supplies, getting them supplies, they help them level ground that was too uneven for them to go over, and then full-blown, like, hacked through the jungle with machetes for them. Like, literally without the local people. Oh, there's no they, chance. These fuckers would have been dead. All no of chance. The lot of them. Yeah. Dick Doan and his whole damn crew would have been dead. You know, so, um, yes, the grossest part of the films is the ending. When the expedition reaches the end, just across the Colombian border, and according to the film Daring the Darien, quote, in the face of such determination, no obstacles can stand forever. Even the stubborn jungle gives way, and quote. Like these can, white can, guys did imagine, anything, did fuck all. The that guy saying that, I imagine he had like the little skinny mic mm-hmm. that the that what's his the name? Bob Barker. Yes, mic. The, from, yes. While he was saying that, what 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 was the quote again? Uh, here. Yes, let me see. You can do it. Yes, please. Right there. You know, I love a do good you see chance. It in the face. Uh, yes. In the face of such term- determination, no ox- obstacles can stand forever. Even the stubborn jungle gives way. <laughs> Thank you. Like they accomplished anything. No, they that's what I'm saying. a car through yeah, the jungle. That is accomplishing something, though. I mean, it really is. With the like, help of who knows how many local people. Right, but still, it might be the only time in history it's ever happened because it's the only time in history it's it, been tried. Because <laughs> everyone else is too smart to do it. It's like, no, we're not going to try to drive a car through the jungle because it might have to get towed. <laughs> so they touted how the Corvair and good old white American know-how had, quote, Beat a jungle into submission, end quote. One might think that is very poor wording and does not stand up well. <laughs> One might think that quote could literally come from a Republican politician yesterday. It was Marjorie Taylor Greene. She yes. said that yesterday. Right. Yes. What they failed to mention in this film was that not all of the vehicles made it out of the jungle. Two... Corvairs made it out of the jungle. The Suburbans did not. 
The fuel truck did not. That's funny. And one of the Corvairs did not. Um, so one of the Corvairs can still be found in the Darien today. Here's pictures of it. Let me see. Oh, nice. It It does. It looks. I was just gonna say it looks like something from either The Last Mm -hmm. of Us or Horizon Horizon Zero Zero Dawn. A new blue glue. Yep. A new blue. What did you say? A new boogaloo. Yeah, it's, 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 I did say boogaloo, but I meant yeah, boogaloo. It's, it's, it's electric I boogaloo. I know. I was joking. <laughs> I was joking about the joke. Okay. It is a new boogaloo, though. It is a new boogaloo. That is an old fucker rested yes, out. Yes, it is. Corvair. And it's still there. To, it's, like, it's, to the, it's, 60 years later. It's too funny. Like, later. just how quickly, like, the jungle is like, oh, we're just taking this over. Yep. Yes, because that's, that's what the, the Darien does. It eats things. That is literally the only Corvair in a jungle on Earth. Possibly. The, the, not possibly, definitely. There's not another Corvair in a, in a jungle ever, that we know of. <laughs> so according to one report, like, why is that Corvair there? According to one report, like, it's a mile from the end of the gap. Like, it's that is close it, Oh, to really? The, yeah, it almost, almost made, made it. Through. Oh, man. According to one report... They ran out of gas. Okay. <clears throat> Left to go get more gas, came back, and it had been completely stripped. Oh, well, that didn't look like it was, though, in the pictures. Um, it's pretty good. Well, it, because it's... Like, look. All the shit's gone. Now, that is the hood, so the yeah, see, engine I'm, went... See, I'm thinking that that happened over time, not... But anyway. But nothing... Anyway, that that's... It's a rumor. Well, yeah. it's a unverified report, apparently. Almost made it. That's too funny. Yes. Um. Here's also... <laughs> I find this hilarious. <clears throat> so what do you think they did after... So 109 days it took them to get through the dairy. I know. That, <clears throat> One of the guys had to get medevaced out for malaria. And then they dropped sure. him back when he was better. Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, we'll, yeah. Bring him, we'll, yeah. bring right we'll bring him back. right back. Right back. We'll get you healed up. Um, this is the part where you jump out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so what, what do you think they did once they crossed the gap? <clears throat> Dick Doan and his merry band of, band of thieves. I, I don't know. I, like, I'm hoping they partied, but they would have been too exhausted. I, I don't know. Uh, force people to make them a party? I, I don't know. <laughs> they drove to Argentina, abandoned all the cars, and, and flew back... <laughs> To Chicago. Literally, no one knows what happened to the two Corvairs that were left over because they weren't getting back to the States yeah. at They're all. probably, you know what? They're probably still like in that parking garage somewhere. There are but, actually but, like, rumors. No, there are actually rumors that like eventually they were made into taxis. Like people just are like, okay, well, there's cars here. We can use it. That sort of thing. That's too. Oh my <clears throat> and they're like, okay, well, we're done. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for the bridges. (laughs) (laughs) Instead of two long food, thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. I was just thinking about that. Holy shit. Two Dottian Gap. (laughs) Thanks for the bridges. bridges. Dick (laughs) down. I was thinking, because I watched the thing the other day on the career of Patrick Swayze, and they Uh brought up. To Wong Fu. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. I've never seen it. All I know. Queen of the Jungle. Uh, Queen of the Desert. I don't know about that. Desert. 
jungle. <laughs> the desert We're talking jungle. about jungles. It was the desert. That's two desert. different things. Yes. Uh huh. Desert jungle would be kind of cool though, but uh, yeah, I never seen it. All I know is that it involved like three big action stars at the time, like cross dressing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. In drag. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Anyway, drag is fab. So, so this this stunt, publicity stunt, was. I guess one could say technically a success. Two Corvairs actually uh, did yeah, make it out. Yeah. Now, what I find disgust or not disgusting, but just dumb, is they were towed. It was like, let's see how well this Corvair drives. Well, it didn't drive. It yeah. was boated and barged and towed and pulled and like crashed. <laughs> All sorts it, of it things. It was literally like dragged across the jungle. It was dragged, kicking which, and screaming. Which, which I'm saying is like, that's... It's like people need to focus on how impressive gotcha. that was. But that's not what they were saying. At the sure, of course so. they weren't. No, they were like, "Oh, um, we built the bridges and uh, and the route." But despite all of that, we built a zeppelin. Chevy made those promo films. The Chicago Tribune, Tribune ran with their stories. Uh, there was an article in Automobile Quarterly, and that was it. They did not <laughs> use any of this. They didn't. Um, Good. They didn't put it on ads. Good promo materials. Yeah. Nothing. They just forgot. They just shut up about it. And they're just like, yeah, that didn't they're happen. They're like, no, no. Sorry, no, you guys was... had to go through that, but we're not uh, going to acknowledge no, that it not never even sorry, happened. Sorry, not sorry, because you were the idiots who came up with it in the first place and That's agreed true to do as well. it. Jesus. So others have crossed the Dadian Gap in passenger automobiles since the Corvair Caravan. Um, several times, but uh, notably in 1972, a British Army officer named Gavin Thompson trekked the entire length of the Pan American Highway, including the Dalian. Uh, he and his crew used a posse of Range Rovers. Sure, so, of course. Um, and most of the crew wound up with malaria and trench foot <laughs> in the Dalian. Shocking. Uh, they traversed the gap in a hundred days, and the whole trip took six months. In 1978, a Jeep convoy led by a man named Mark Smith, uh, the expedition was called the Expedición de las Américas, set out from Tierra del Fuego, Chile, all the way up to Prudhoe Bay, Alaska. <clears throat> they crossed the gap without any major problems. They made the entire trip, the entire mm-hmm. Pan American trip, 122 days. No shit. Yeah. Wow. So they clearly so like got across months. the Darien in yeah. like no time. Yeah. Uh, and both of those expeditions saw the Corvair. They came across the Corvair. Of course, yeah. <laughs> you got to check it out. So to this day, the gap in the Pan American Highway remains, with many people objecting to the highway's completion ever coming to pass. It could negatively affect both nature and the indigenous people in the area. But what really strikes me about this area is the two vastly different groups of people who live outside of it that find themselves in it. One is people who are these adventurous idiots. Sorry, I'm going to call them that. Daredevils, like the ilk of people who climb Everest, who are like, yes, I want to conquer it because it's there. And it's like, can you imagine the people who feel forced to go through it Mm. for immigration and, and fleeing dangerous situations? Like, the people who were interviewed in that, um, PBS special and in, uh, the article that I read literally said, like, this was a terrible idea. I would never recommend doing this. 
And these were people fleeing dangerous situations, and they were basically like, mm-hmm. it would have been better for me to stay home instead of doing this. Mm-hmm. That's how bad it is. And there are people out there doing it voluntarily, mm-hmm. while there are people doing it involuntarily because they feel there it's like their last... There are people doing it literally to survive. Literal survival. And there are people then that are just choosing to do it just because, ah. So that's where I would actually posit that the true gap of the Darien is the gap between the privileged and the underprivileged. Well, it's part of it, for that sure. Is, it's the privilege gap, is what if, it uh, is. If, yeah, if people are participating in it literally to, just to participate mm-hmm. in it, there's no other... Or to sell fucking Chevys. Jesus Christ. That too. So that, my friends, was the story of the Chevy Corvair and the Darien Gap. No, oh, that's I thought that was supposed to be my line. I always say it at the end, mm-hmm. and then you say it after we've discussed a little bit. Did oh. I need to explain on well, episode 249? I, I, I guess so. <laughs> I always say that. Sure. Literally every time. Okay. Let's move along. <laughs> Are you okay? I'm fine. Okay. Well, now we have our little after chat. Okay. I thought we just did. <laughs> oh. I'm, I'm kidding, of course. <laughs> No, this is, uh, I'm not going through the jungle today. No. Mm-mm. With all of the technology, with all of the... That you probably have, doesn't uh, work there, honestly. Well, to a certain extent, I, I'm sure certain things would. A I'm sure phone, maybe. Exactly, yeah. I mean, better, better technology than 1960. Yes. yes. For sure, you know. Uh, better clothing, better like knowing how to ration, you know. Yeah. It's like your car would have like a, oh, it's got a cooler like built in underneath where you have like, <laughs> right. you know, and right? You like a, even just a, a shit a like that. SUV would do better. Yes. In this. Hell yeah. yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's got a desalinizer, like just in <laughs> right? case you, mm-hmm. just in case you come across the ocean. Or that little straw that you can drink yeah. dirty water out of because it yeah. filters it. Yeah. But at this time, they literally have a hand-drawn map from who knows where the fuck they got it from. Or yeah, or I could knows. not find information and, about And that. again, like, it doesn't even matter because there's no road. Yes, <laughs> it doesn't matter. That's right. Yeah, literally, you just there's like, no find, road. Have a compass and know your direction and just do that. It would literally, like, odds-wise, it would be probably just as successful. Mm-hmm. Like, unless somebody drew those squiggly lines, like, that was a rock. Right. And then there's going to be Here's another... A river. And then there's going to be another one. Prepare to build bridge number 162. <laughs> yeah. What oh, the God. <laughs> Can you imagine? I just... No. Because... Because like, you're that, not Dick Stone. Well, it's... Why would you... Like, why would you drag a car, like, fucking across the jungle Two words, white nonsense. I have no idea what's wrong with us as white people, but we're fucked up. I don't think I don't think it's necessarily a white person problem. What so was much back as then? like a, <laughs> so much as sure. like it's, it's just like uh, somebody has way too much time on their hands. Problem that could be a lot of people, but it's just maybe it's, Dick Stone was too like successful and was it, bored and middle aged. Probably. I mean, yeah. I don't know how old the guy was, but you know. Well, he was, well, he was a car racer, so he's probably like an adrenaline fiend, and you know, like, like a like I can get one through the jungle. Daredevil, yeah. Like I can shimmy up that tree, like, it, <laughs> like it's 
<laughs> with the car on my back. <laughs> I heard a good friend of mine's older brother say that he was literally looking at a tree that was like 150 feet tall that had like, like that I... had like no branches. <laughs> and he's like, I could climb that tree. He's like, I can shimmy up that tree. <laughs> Never like, no pads on his fingers. Here's the funniest thing about that story. Like he was dead serious. Like in his own mind, he that thought was he, reasonable. He, he thought he could do it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even joking. I I, I know your friends and and their families. I I feel like I believe you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I don't know why that made me think of that, but yeah, that, that's something that actually happened that I witnessed in my lifetime. Anyway. So I thought that um, was that was just like a... It's just a silly story. Weird, ridiculous topic. Especially after the Costa Concordia. Which was also absurd in its own way, except it people was, died. Yeah, except it, it had actual mm-hmm. tragedy. Mm-hmm. To go, a lot of tragedy, actually. Well, in our 250th, we'll have a tragedy, uh, Yes, too. it will. But, but I mean... Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? Like, what? What are you Why? doing? Uh, Why? Dick down. <laughs> Dick Down of Dundee. Dick Down of Dundee, what are you doing? <laughs> there, there's like a song in there, a country song. There, in there. might be, you know, and it probably plays at that dealership. That's the only place you can hear it. The Dick Down anthem. <laughs> yes, the Dick Down of Dundee anthem. <laughs> the dumbass Dick Down anthem. Dumbass Dick Down of Dundee. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh. Okay, so yeah. that was a. Uh... That was a really fun story to do. <laughs> it really was. I hope it came across that way. Yes. So that was the Chevy Corvair in the Dowdian Gap. This has been another episode of All Bad Things. I'm David. I'm Rachel. And we will see you next week. Ciao. <laughs>